wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again. Movie Mayhem Podcast, it's your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, we are smack dab in season seven. Right. And uh, we, boy, we are fully underway. So third episode of season seven. Oh, yeah. Is it? Is, is well, it? Is. It we'll, is. Let, we'll let you decide. We'll let you decide. <laughs> we'll turn this over to you guys. Could and, our fourth. <laughs> but you know what? We decided to take a gimmick from uh, last from last season. That's right. We're going to be doing it a little bit more. Yeah. Because it was so much fun. Actually, it, was it was fun for us. It was a lot of fun for us. I don't know if it is for you because I know you don't. You're not really here in the production meeting with us, audience. <laughs> so you don't really know what we like what we do. Really but let's give you a, a little peek behind the curtain. Go go right ahead. Right. So uh, I mean, it's not really a peek behind the curtain since we we talk about it all the time. We advertise <laughs> this very strongly, but. Uh, at some point last year, we decided to put a bunch of movies on a wheel, mm-hmm. spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, that's the movie we're doing that week. Right. And, you know, we did it as far as, like, uh, actually, was there any rhyme or reason to the movies we chose last Well, time? we did it because it was Unknown November. Right. So and the best way that we, knew to we had not to know is to actually yes. not know what the odds were of it being picked. Right. So that was that. And um, that was really fun for us. So we right. decided to... Uh, you made at least four. I made four kind of gimmicky wheels. Right. I made the prestigious movie wheel, the war wheel, the franchise wheel, and the Marvel movie. Oh, sorry, Disney oh, wheel and the Mar. Yeah, the Marvel movies that we haven't done and the Disney wheel. So a lot of wheels, a lot of wheels. The war wheel sounds lit. War wheel is pretty good. Yeah. I feel like that's. Something we should definitely look into. Yeah. But we went back to the prestigious wheel on this one. Yeah, the prestigious wheel is just movies that are viewed very highly. Yes. Uh, the people with good opinions on film have good opinions on these films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we spun the wheel. We did. And uh, we decided to take this show on the road. That's right. And uh, go. That's struggling, right? <laughs> well, we also took ourselves on the road That's after right. watching this <laughs> yeah. movie and went to so get all American. We had ourselves so. <laughs> a nice all American spring day here Woo. in New York. We watched this movie. We grabbed some all American burgers out in Long Island, uh, and we had and we put on some baseball. Yeah. Uh, two things that matters very new to this is this shitty thing, like yo. just like greasy fast food yeah. and baseball. It's the most American like afternoon I've had in a long time. Right. And then we just coughed in each other's faces because yeah. <laughs> we're seventy five percent vaccinated. And we can right. do that. Right now. That's right, three quarter vaccinated, yeah. baby. That's right. After next week, we'll be a hundred percent. That's right. And you will, we'll have an episode where you could hear me just dip into my my post shot <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be it'll be a medical journey. Um, but speaking of eating a bunch of uh, greasy American food and getting my guts blown out in chunks, right? <laughs> uh, let's talk about a movie in which several people right. get chunks of their bodies blown off, either by, on purpose or by mistake. We don't know what's <laughs> we really good, like sound, what's really good visual effects, and what's a stunt gone horribly wrong in right. this movie. And at the time, maybe not legally processable or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could you sue for that? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, this movie looked like it was maybe made for $25. Yeah. And by God, it it used every dollar. The the movie's, what, how we say is, it's lean and mean. It's lean and mean. You know, in that it very little fluff to this film. All the exposition was knocked out in the first two minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, it's just, just actually a very slow ascent into a... It, it's basically, you here for this? Okay, well, we're going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say that it there's a, several chunks where things get very slow for me. Yeah. But anywho, let's tell them what we're going into. George Miller's 1981. 1981's Mad Max 2. 2. Road, Road Warrior. Warrior. Um, this uh, movie, has been, it was made for $3 million, estimatedly. Holy shit. And it made $23 million. So it was a hit. Wow. wow. That's, that's, that's George Miller, though. Yeah. And this is, if you're... 
if maybe you haven't seen the previous Mad Maxes, like uh, obviously Mad Max, Road Warrior, Thunderdome. and Thunderdome, and you've only seen Fury Road, you would have said what Matt said. Like, this seems like a rough draft for Fury Road. Because a lot of it kind of does uh, connect. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. kind of like, it's like poetry, right? It yeah, rhymes. it rhymes. So, uh, <laughs> so we see a lot of the same uh, beats. Yeah. We see Max is a lone, uh, like a lone rider mm-hmm. who has a run-in with a kind of domineering uh, presence of uh, leather-bound uh, gimps. Yeah, S and M nerds, as we call right, them. Right, S and M nerds, right? And uh, he comes across a group of people who are. Uh, struggling and just trying to make their way in this barren a, wasteland. A ragtag team of underdogs. Right, with a resource that actually a specific resource source with the guzzling right. that the that the uh, the S and M nerds want. Right, right. So he then reluctantly uh, joins in with them to help deliver them to safety right. in what becomes a battle for uh, this the salvation that ends with a wild like 30 minute long epic uh car ch- chase to yeah. catch this uh, uh oil rig right and that is li- that is like how you describe both movies right like there it is it's pretty uncanny it's pretty much and i think what in the editing process from road warrior to fury road george miller was like let's get rid of these fucking whiny babies <laughs> and he's just like changed the entire like the, the ragtag team of underdogs in this movie, I was making fun of them nonstop. Yeah. Because they were, it looked like they just kind of robbed a sporting goods store. Yeah. Like that day. <laughs> the hippies and hockey pads. Yeah, exactly. They had like hockey pads. They had foam, like like gloves. Like it, it seemed very, they very soft very, compared. Very light, soft linen. Right. Yeah. yeah like, like they just like macrame themselves. Right. Yeah. Sweater. Just patching with some quilts. And while the bad guys are all, and it is a good like. I guess it, was, it would be a dichotomy, wouldn't it be? Yes, it would be. That would be, yes, uh, <laughs> a good dichotomy between, yeah, the light and fluffy uh, good guys against the hard leather metal uh, studded goofy bad guys. Yeah. But they were both tremendously stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. The, the, both these groups are so dumb and I kept on looking over to Matt's like, how do they make it this far? Right. It's like, what did they do? <laughs> that So that was a big thing I was wondering because we mentioned a few times, gasoline is like the big resource that both of these uh, like groups really want. Mm-hmm. But both of them like burn gas. Yeah. They over have flamethrowers. Yeah. Legit flamethrowers. Like, why would and you use that? The bad guys had fire dancers. Right. <laughs> like you're chasing these people down. He's just out there down. hitting the rays. Yeah. Like the sand yeah. They're burning man it up. <laughs> And you're chasing these people down for their gas, and you're using yours for fire breathing. And they drove around their compound for like what seemed like twelve hours. You're doing, you're doing fucking like <laughs> you're doing BMX bike stunts, <laughs> yeah, with your dirt bike stunts over the the place, right? And and you're worried about gas, <laughs> right? It, which is insane because like seeing this, and we're watching it, and we like we unfortunately we kind of fell into the hype of it. Like, this is the movie, like, this is like, oh, this is the Mad Max, like, Rosetta Stone, like, mm-hmm. this is what everyone will quote, this is what everyone, can... and so we're watching this first half of the movie, it's like, oh no, right. we've been lied to. We've been lied to. Or is our hype really kind of pushing this movie down? Well, I think if we hadn't seen Fury Road, right? I think our, our the hype would have been justified. Our hype would have been at a, a normal level. Yeah. But because we know where it's going to culminate to. Right. But then, but it also like yeah, I'll say like like I said before, I feel George Miller is like this guy sucked, this guy sucked. I kind of liked the uh, humongous, I guess, and and Red Mohawk guy was kind of a fun, weird character. This is George Miller speaking, mm-hmm. legitimate quotes, but it's also a, kind of us speaking, cause, <laughs> kind of us too. Uh, maybe I'm paraphrasing here, right. uh, but he's like these guys, these guys could all be boiled down into two characters. Mm-hmm. You know, a Morton Joe, you know, where he just, and then we could have, you know, a feral character who is also a sympathetic character. And Hux would be in the new one. And Nux. Nux, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hux is from Star Wars. Right. Who is the spy? Yeah. The yes, yeah. <laughs> I am the spy. I am the spy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, you kind of boil these characters down to their basic traits and you, you let better actors... Uh, take and but what we did kind of turn around on this movie 
is when shit got real. Yeah. That so last part of the movie. This movie reminds me of a couple other 80s movies that we really like. Yeah. Like Predator mm. and Aliens. Yeah. Alien, two Aliens. James talk, Cameron's Aliens. Give me two Aliens. Yeah, yeah. James Cameron. six Aliens. aliens yeah. And watch what I could do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even T2. Because T2. T2 has a bit of a build to it as well. Yeah. Before his shit really hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that that spends a lot of time establishing the story, establishing the characters that it wants you to care about. And establishing the stakes mm. before it turns up, and then when it turns up, it's just balls to the wall. Right. You know, you're you're, you're barely getting a second to breathe, and yeah, that's it, and that's really good. Yeah. But because it it did feel, and I even pointed it out to you when we were watching, it's like Mel Gibson just walked into like Shakespeare in the park, and the actors got really upset that he like broke the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's because like uh, Mohawk Man. Like, got shot in the arm, and then he's, like, kind of, oh, I'll get you. You have right. nowhere to hide. And you look at Mel Gibson, Mad Max, he's just, he's just like, I just want this gasoline, man. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, he, he really does seem like he was just kind of dropped into this world. Because right. he seems, for the most part, unaffected by it. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll, you know, because he's been by himself uh, with this dog. With his dog. Sweet. Um, it's a man and his dog driving down the one road in Australia. Honestly, that's all I really need. Right. <laughs> that's a great formula. Yeah. You know, and the dog is like, did, did a, the dog actually did a great job in this movie. Good dog acting. Good dog acting. Very good dog acting. Yeah. Like snapping at uh, at the, the gyro. gyrocopter, yeah. the gyro captain when oh. he like goes for his food. We and... have some things to say about the gyro captain. Oh, yeah. The gyro captain gets a little, di- a little dicey. <laughs> um, Who would have thought a flyboy would be so reckless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... So yeah, I already explained the plot, right? Yeah. So, I and I guess we'll get the negative out of the way early. Okay. Right? And for me, the negative, like I said, is... So everything... There's a big chunk between him uh, meeting up with Gyro Captain. Mm-hmm. And I would say him going out to get the gasoline. Or right. to get the rig. To get the rig, yeah. To get the rig. Between that is a whole bunch of like establishing uh, scenes. Scenes that... Are very slow. Very, they're shot very slowly. I mean, not that. Yeah, they're they're a lot of them are from far away. Yeah. So it's not dynamically interesting to watch. Like, there's a scene where three uh, go karts go out and then they get like demolished within a second, mm-hmm. and you're you're watching it from the viewpoint of Max and the gyro captain, right? And that's and then there are some cuts in, but it's not like a lot to like plant into the ground where you stand Mm -hmm. so it it is you know and i guess it is to kind of to give you the feeling of like mad max it's like i don't really care about these he's detached from he's detached yeah yeah i so that i started for now now that you explain that right so now it actually now that i actually know what happened because for me i was just watching him it was just seeing the stuff happening from afar Mm -hmm. it was just so like like disengaging that i started like nodding a little bit and i was like oh whoa and I see he's still looking at people from afar in right. the desert. And it's like, oh, my God, has he been doing this for this long? Now that I realize what he was looking at, now it yeah. makes a little more sense. Because there, there is a scene where, like, there is a bit of a bit of a rape and yeah. a bit of a guy getting shot with arrows. And you see him go down and you're like, oh, well, maybe he's going to go save the lady. Nope. And no, that's not what he does because the lady takes a fucking, like, six-foot-long crossbow to the dome yeah. before he gets down there. And he saves the guy just to get gasoline. Which I actually, I like that mm-hmm. because it, sh- I mean, not that I like that he did that, but I like that because it, it, sh- it kind of explains his character. Right. He's it, only in it for himself. Right. Yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's not a hero, right. so to speak. And so that way he becomes a hero. You see, he kind of becomes a hero throughout the movie. He's a reluctant hero over time. Right. And yeah. it's, again, it's more for revenge than yeah. anything by the it's time he's. more for, he shot my dog. He John wicks it. He wrecked my car. Yeah. I'm going to drive this truck up your ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, I it's cool to see, like, um, it, it's very it's very good character development. Yeah. To have a scene like that. And then to have the gyro captain. Right, being like, oh, like shit, like this girl, and he's like very disgusted by what's happening. Right. And to just see that Max is unfazed, it shows that he's been he's been at he's very jaded, been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gives a lot to him. Yeah, it it kind of like the, the the two like uh, our two characters that we get in the beginning, the gyro captain and and Max, 
when they meet up with the uh, the band of d- dummies that they do, mm-hmm. you could see the the gyro captain's arc is that he wants to be a part of the community now, mm-hmm. where he was kind of like this kind of this weird piratey guy who liked a seventeen year old girl, even though he was thirty six. That part very weird. Yeah, and then Max is just like straight through. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I just want gasoline and I'm gone. I like that when he does go in there. And he's like, look, uh, and they're like, oh, my God, you found Mike Trevor. Right. And he's like, look, oh, that, yeah. No, he told me I would get gas if I brought him here. So I brought him here. Can I get some gas? He's like, did you see a girl with him? He's like, oh, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, anyway, she's I'll dead. just be taking my gas. He's like, what? How? He's like, right. oh, it was quick. Don't worry. Anyway, my gas. Yeah. Like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. like very, like, he's not empathetic at all. Yeah, he, he doesn't give a fuck about He doesn't give a shit. About, and they're, like, freaking out over this. And he's just like, look, man. And yeah, also like I made a deal with this guy. I also think that also plays into a lot of uh, the technical aspects of it too, because we were we were talking and we kind of were joking at the end about it is that they clowned out Lord Humongous Humongous? because like the only people who took him seriously were the people we don't take serious. (laughs) And so so he's he has this speech at one point where he's like, "Oh, blah blah blah, give us your gas, blah blah blah, blue, we'll let you go." And Max is barely paying attention. Yeah. He's like eating dog food. He's like, I don't even give a fuck. And then it comes to a point where it's like this weird montage where they're just blasting this, like the, the soundtrack, like the score of the movie. And he's still talking. Yeah. <laughs> like I turned around. I was like, why would they put the dialogue underneath the, the, the score? Like, the, cause it, it, it makes him look pointless and weak. Yeah. For sure, for sure. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. Really it's the Ayatollah really. of a rock and roller. I, I I realize now that that's where Jericho got yeah. it from, uh, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. But, geez. Yeah, I, I think, so that scene where they started playing the, the score over him talking, was that after Max got the rig? Yeah, they were working on the rig. Okay, so it was just a montage to show them killing their prisoners. But too. they didn't even kill anybody. I thought they, oh, they, they crucified maybe, those oh, two they, people and yeah. set them on fire, right? But they also had two people tied to Humongous's car who yeah. then <laughs> had this weird edit. They had a, the, a wild death, yo. Because like, this was one of the, the scenes, like, especially during the chase scene, where like, did they actually do that? Yeah, I think uh, I think what pretty much covers most of the negatives. Right. That we talked about is like the, the slow pacing at the start. The weak supporting characters, yeah. except for like Feral Kid, yeah, Feral Kid was with zero wild. lines. Yeah. <laughs> that he was like the only like strong uh, supporting character. I think he's a very he's a very simple. It turned out he was the narrator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was his story all along, and uh, I mean, and that's really for me. That's really all the negatives, right? You know, I think the action uh, hits hard, and let's talk about some of the stunt work because that's oh, yeah. something that I feel this is the part where we would really kind of dig our teeth into. Yeah. You know, yeah, but we love stunt work. We do love stunt. We appreciate stunt work. We yeah. appreciate the people who do the stunt work. We appreciate, you know, the people who sh- who film the stunt work. Because this is, uh, it felt like they had maybe three cameras in total on this movie. Dude, and like one was on a car, one was in a helicopter, yeah. and one was just being shoved up. Some cameras were moving. <laughs> yeah, and that that is find so impressive that for three million dollars they were able to get the camera angles they were they were able to yeah. get this this the coordination with the stunt crew like a lot the lot of the moving stuff is very impressive but when so you start impressive. remembering what year it is and like how things are like how maybe how small this car looks and you know how they're able to kind of just like jam this camera in there and what they're doing it's it's wild unbelievable and then on top of that you're filming this stuff happening with people on top of these moving vehicles mm-hmm. people that you know um are they're probably wired a little bit but though the arrows are wired yeah yeah that we, <laughs> we saw can see, yeah that we saw um and then you see these people do these like crazy things like we saw the one guy who uh was supposed to get launched from a uh, car yeah there's this one it's it's a i know it's a pretty famous stunt and it's a fuck up because this one guy i think is supposed to just hit a car and just go right over the top and just kind of go up and down but his feet clip and he just gets flung. Yeah, and he just starts flipping. Just like six flips. To the point where like I was like, wow, that looked really real. He looked like a real guy and still... The, uh, I don't know where the dummy took over. And you're just like, no, that's him flipping. That's him flipping. So like, oh no! And they kept, they kept it in the movie. <laughs> well, I think if, if you get hurt, you have to... like It's like the culture. It's like you keep... It's like uh, right. courtesy. Like if you get hurt doing the, doing the stunt... 
that's the take you could try to keep in the movie. Yeah, if you don't, Unless especially if you don't, work at all. especially if you don't sue. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah. then it's evidence. <laughs> right. Well, I think most stunt work, most stunt men. I think as long as the stunt waivers. isn't like negligently set up. If it was a mistake, it's a mistake. Like if like you can't control where your feet hit. Like if you if you worked out the stunt, like this is. Like, right. we've done six tries. Right. And this is what we do. And on that seventh try, you clip your foot and you just fling off. Yeah, how are you going to sue them for that? Yeah. But, like, there's another where they're driving and Lord Humongous kind of rear-ends the war rig and he's got two dudes on the front. He's got, yeah, he's got two dudes, two prisoners that are, like, chained, like, tied to the front of his grill. And they're moving around and yeah. then they hit the back of the the rig. And, and you, you see the impact. Yeah. And you see blood, like, just squirt out from where their heads are and i was like did they is that an edit is that like is like, that a thing it was like a classic george miller like super fast like uh, real cut. real quick cut. You, like i'm sure if you slowed it down we'd be able to see what it was right but it's this shot in a way and edit in the cut in a way where it's like is it moving because it's a person or is it moving because it's a dummy on top of a car that's also now getting hit right it was such a such, such a hard hitting it's a impactful uh yeah this is why i wish you guys were here when we were watching the movie because i said a really lot of great insightful things uh, <laughs> because i even said like this it, it's wonderful like it's the way this movie is it's kind of like this raw editing where you don't know what's supposed to be mm-hmm. staged yeah like sometimes they'll cut away at something right. and you can't tell if that's to hide the stunt or because it was so bad they can't show all of it. right yeah you know like what happened i mean more than likely it's the former right yeah. but the fact that they're cutting away that fast in a movie that, like, and that's the thing, uh, the contrast is that this movie has a lot of wide sweeping shots mm. showing you everything, and then they'll just suddenly hit you with, like, yeah. a, like a half a second There's impact. There's nowhere to hide in this movie. Yeah. There's literally nowhere to hide. And for better or for worse. Yeah. Because, one, it shows us everything that's great, but two, when you have, like, like you said, the arrows with, that still had the ropes attached to it that right. were, like, shot into that girl... <laughs> Like you see that, yeah. You know they can't hide that. Unfortunately, and also when your your TVs now have like a hundred eighty definition, yeah, a hundred ten eighty, like yeah, like that's some stuff that got like kind of lost in the grain of film, mm-hmm. and but now that everything's clearer and clearer, and like you could see like the the beads of sweat yeah. dropping down there. Their their heads or whatever, or, or like that huge explosion, right? Like the that was like the big like setting off moment of the of the of the final scene, right? Where their their entire like settlement that they made, they blew it all up, <laughs> and then you could see that it was like, even though like the the everything was shot to make it look like you're in a barren wasteland, right? That explosion like clearly took place in like green plains, <laughs> and <laughs> we, we were thinking that it they probably shot it by the end of winter, yeah. so everything is like dead, and because it's the desert. It always looks like it's maybe hot, but then when they blew this thing up, it's like, oh, it's, it's actually very nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nice and green. This prairie they blew up is actually <laughs> in someone's quite, house. Very quaint. Yeah, <laughs> and but they blew the hell out of that fucking yeah, place. Sick explosion. It's wild. Yeah, and, and I like it. Like it was activated by just three guys that went in. Right. You know, like they didn't. They didn't do a big chunk of damage to anyone. <laughs> they walked in. They high five and like. Tss, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Oh, man. But also, you know, I think before we really get into the climax, well, we're in the climax, yeah. but there's also that second action scene where, for whatever reason, every time anyone tries to do anything in this movie, they have to drive by directly through yeah. the bad guys. And they, it's because there's only one road in this entire yeah, in this entire world. There's one road with, like, two outlets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Max has to drive through everybody right and you're and you're wondering like well why would you do that like, why would you just go around just go around them yeah. go to this but if you think and then in the context of it's like well probably to save the most gas is to go through yeah. this and and if it's so it's so much just like um open field right that if you drive like even like half a mile away they're probably going to see you still right yeah it's so, dusty it's all that right and then at that point they still spotted you but now you're further away from your objective yeah i can see that um, I can see that being being a problem, but uh, so he gets the rig and he come and he starts driving past and it's a chase and you got gyrocopter gyro yeah. captain like throwing some molotovs. But then when he gets inside, what I like is that the, it becomes a raid right. where he gets in and a few of the bad guys cut in with him. Yeah, it's more of like kind of capturing a wild animal inside of a house. Yeah, because they're trying to like 
they they captured the two other like no name guys, mm-hmm. but Red Mohawk just fucking runs wild. Yeah. yeah, and he starts killing guys. He's trying to open up the gate for the rest, mm-hmm. and now like suddenly like the target like the goal has shifted. It goes from yeah. get inside to oh shit, stop them from getting everyone it else. It really in. splits your party up. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and that and so to you know every now and then we bring in like our our D and D reference, our D and D references. Maybe this will be my D and D one shot. Ooh, I'm so down, just bro. driving a straight line. I'm so down. Uh, but yeah, so like, when you're having a big battle... Nice yeah, it's not... Oh, I'd love that. Um, but when you're having a big battle, mm. right? If it's just you hit them and they hit you until one of you dies, right. you know, that's great for like most battles. But if you want to do something special, if you really want to design a really cool fight, a really cool battle, you want something where the, st- where the stakes change. Maybe someone takes a hostage. Maybe they... Maybe you're trying to kill them, but then... They're trying to escape with something, or maybe you start escaping something, or, or um, like I had a I had a big battle on Monday with the boys, right? And they were on top of a ziggurat, um, being I was infested with uh, these cultists, like snake people. Ooh, yeah, cult snakes, cult snakes. Gotta love them. Yeah, uh, and so they were like, oh, I guess well, they see their leader is like very apparent. It's like, all right, we'll kill this, we'll just kill their leader. Good to go. All right, they start attacking the leader. It turns out. So then, the why they're all on top of this ziggurat is because they're turning their prisoners into different snake monsters. Oh. So they're like raising an army. So now it comes like, all right, well we have to save these prisoners so that we don't have more enemies to fight. Right. Right. Okay. And then eventually, uh, one of the prisoners got turned into Medusa, and she starts like turning other people to stone, oh. including like some of the bad guys. So oh. they're like, all right, let's try to manipulate her oh. to help us help lower our numbers, and that's. And then at that, and then yeah. at that point, one of the snake people wrapped up an NPC. They're like, "Oh shit, we have to save our NPC." And it was a long battle, but the 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 goals and the stakes kept changing. Very it nice. made it more engaging. That's yeah. that's like the uh, the old Looney Tune cartoon where it's like the leaking boat where you're trying to poke your finger yes, in every yes. different hole and play yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit, <laughs> here we go. Exactly, exactly. And then you have to think of things in a different way. Right. So like they started like slide. They started by like sliding down the ramp of the ziggurat to like cut people down. And then, like, finding different ways to climb back up. Like, it was, right. you know, all those dimensions. And that's what this fight reminds me of. Where okay. you go from a fight, and it's like, oh, a chase. It's like, oh, he's being chased. But you have aerial support. Well, right. it's lit. You get inside, but they get inside with you. Okay, so just kill those two guys. Oh, but this guy's, like, trying to do this. He's, and he's OP. He's doing flips he's o- and shit. Right. You know, he's so, out there. <laughs> right. Yo, yeah. With his assless chaps. Just fucking freeing the breeze. You can't, yeah. This, it can't be understated enough how much this movie displayed Red Mohawk's assless chaps. But you gotta give him credit for the time the movie did come out. I know we've said it a lot, but like in the 80s, he was in an open relationship with his uh, little man that got got, got by the yeah. 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 Like no one, like no one in his group was like, "Oh, this guy." It's like, no, it's like he was feared and respected because he's Lord Humongous is number two, right? And he had his little guy with him. Yeah, man, it was very, very. Who had no? He had no. The reason why I call him a little guy is because he had no character. He was just there. Yeah, and he was, and he he was, was killed in the first ten. Cur- minutes. Yeah, first ten minutes by a fucking uh, boomerang. A small child with a boomerang. A metal that boomerang. was like a razor sharp, apparently. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, when he when he so like he threw it at Red Mohawk in the beginning. Red Mohawk ducked and it was like, all right, cool. And then he throws it again, and Red Mohawk ducks again, and then it just fucking scalps this dude. Scalps right yo. in the. And I was like, yo, I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> Red Mohawk got so mad he threw the thing. I'm like, oh no, it's gonna come back at you. <laughs> it's gonna come back to him. when it does, the guy tries to yeah, catch it. Yeah, fucking accountant a... or something. Yo, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like I, I love the different like goofy characters that mm-hmm. are there like like this guy kind of has an interesting look and this guy, but like there are two and i think and i think when they did fury road the war boys all kind of looked the same mm-hmm. because you can't be just like well you know douglas brought his own fucking thing from home it's like no just shave your head paint your fucking face white and Hop on but the car. You, you had a few distinct people you had like flaming uh guitar guy right but you had, yeah uh... but it, you had very rare but then in this, you had blue mohawk guy. Yeah, everyone was distinct. Yeah, everyone was distinct. Yeah, yeah. You had guy who stuck his hand in a fucking tire wheel for some reason. That was so dumb. Like, like, what, what was he reaching for? Yeah. I guess I'll do this. Yeah, maybe that'll stop him. <laughs> I, Guys, yeah. I got it. I'll just put my body in front of this car that weighs more than me. They're going to love me for this one. Humongous is going to think I'm so cool. Um, Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't hear you, Lord yeah. Humongous. <laughs> Disappointing. Disappointing. 
mediocre. Mediocre. That was <laughs> mediocre. it. That was it. That was it. Um, so let, oh, let's talk about Feral Kid. Okay. Because he ended up being pretty cool. He was. Yeah. You. I think you're always suspicious of kid actors. I am. You're, you're you picked always, up on that. I am. You're always on like the. I got it. I'm either gonna hate this kid, or I'm gonna really like this kid. You're either Jacob Tremley in the room. Yes. Or you're. Short round. Short round from the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> what a wide spectrum that is. Yeah, or or I'm like every character in Monster Squad. Right, you're either a screaming idiot or you've got like a head on your shoulders and you're kind of a... Like even though your dialogue may not be weighty or whatever, mm-hmm. your character is, perf- is, is perfect for what you do. Right, and it's also like, what's, what's this kid for? Is this kid just there to be someone that does dumb decisions to put the protagonist in in dire straits right i don't like that that's lazy as hell that's the gyro captain's job yeah <laughs> well are you like uh uh like saying logan x23 right laura was that was a child actress that did a great job you know with somebody that is like um you know she she has her she, like, she has her own idea of like what she wants logan to be and you see her kind of become disappointed and disenfranchised and then grow to respect him as a father figure uh, like renewed that's right. that was cool and she yeah. she sold that well um this kid doesn't have any lines <laughs> or any story but he he just grunts and howls yeah and and but him but it's the actions that he does and he humanizes max a little bit too yeah. somehow but he doesn't do the whole like i gotta take care of him he's my no, son not at it's all it's more of like i should take care of him because he's kind of helpful in this situation yeah. He's probably the best chance, the best help I have out of all these like these dweebs that, right. that I'm saving, because this kid you, you see in the beginning that he has no problem killing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he gets that connection to Max with a little like uh, uh, the music box, music box, mm-hmm. and so then and then you kind of see his attachment when Max tries to leave, he tries to go with them and yada yada. Right. Um, and then at the end. This kid is like, he stows away on Max's rig, and he's straight up attacking people. Yeah. He's straight up, like, reaching for stuff. Uh, he's very, very good. Yeah. Very helpful. No, he's a, he's a, he's a, I think, with George Miller, I've noticed with, you know, uh, Fury Road and, and this and uh, uh, Happy Feet is that he ha- he doesn't have characters that are almost pointless. He has, yeah. char- like, he'll have sub-characters, like, the nurse girl who was like just I guess walked out of the mall mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh, you want to do some fucking road warrior stuff?" Okay, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but if they're interacting with the main character, they have to complete something the main character yeah. needs to have done. Yeah. So, like at the end, like the the final thing, like he's like, "Crawl out on the hood of this car," and the and the kid's like, "Ah, fuck." Are you sure? Are you sure about that? He, he saves him. He's like, "Okay." He doesn't save him because he's like he feels like a parental like love for him he fe- he saves him because he's like i will use you like i'm gonna need you like we we know that the only person that max cared about only thing max cared about was the, was, dog. Was the dog and he barely cared about that dog yeah he gave he that ate dog first scraps yeah and he let the dog have yeah. scraps but when they when the dweebs tried to take his dog he was very protective yeah i think uh, that's also yeah maybe i'm i'm a little bit facetious on that one i think he really cared for the dog, but he didn't show it as like. Well, he's not an, affe- he's not an affectionate. Yeah, he's person. not an affectionate man. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, his wife and kid got run over. Right. That would do it. By toe cutter Joe. Yeah. That that would do it. Oh, crikey! They killed my baby. Oh, they killed my. <laughs> they ran over her face. <laughs> All that was left was a little shoe. A little shoe and a fucking kangaroo in the middle of the road. <laughs> we don't really know too many Australian sayings, and I know we have one or two Australian fans out there. We don't. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. He kept on saying, "Well, oh, blimey, threw a boomerang at me fingers." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta put my fingers on a bobby now. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I think uh, I think he makes a good sidekick. Yeah, you know, in that his his development is mostly just how close he gets to to uh, Max, and I love that. I, I by the end of it. He's so helpful, and Mac, and they're kicking so much ass together that by the end, you actually care about this kid going onto the hood of this right. war rig, yeah. you know, to get this this shotgun shell, you know, and and uh, Max pulls him in for when they hit into Humongous. Mm-hmm. So it was like he did instead of just like fuck him, who cares? Right. He actually like all right in the moment of saving, he saved him. That's the save the cat moment for him. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, it, and it helps establish Max as. It helps show him grow into a hero, right? By using this kid, 
and, and it's and it's satisfying because there are times where like there there are movies where the the guy starts off as an anti-hero but then he saves someone completely unlikable and it's like well shit i'd rather him just be an anti-hero right but yeah with this one like you wanted him to be a hero because you wanted him to save the to save the, there, the kid oh man what there's a fucking movie that has a quote that's like so kind of kind of to that point it's like it's like i'm like i'm a bastard but i'm not a fucking bastard like mm. i think that's the quote where it's like yeah i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of an asshole but I'm not a bad. I'm not a bad guy. You're not a hundred percent dick. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what it is, but it, it's like pretty apt to it. It's like, it's like yeah, but fuck it. Like I'm not that guy. Right, right. Some right. of this fucking guy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now I think if there's nothing else that you want to discuss, like directly specifically about, Road I think Warrior, a lot of the cinematography did end up being really good untouched beautiful yeah like that's a great point yeah because this is like in i know in fear road he did have some c obviously had some cgi help a lot of it was practical but also you could you could tell a lot of it is cgi i know the sandstorm was cgi and a couple other things but this it's just like the the like you were you pointed it out to me and i and i thank you for it. it's like when they were driving in the sun was setting oh it was like it's like but and they the, kept the, the, the camera way they low, yeah, at like wheel level, so that you only really see it between the cars when they're when they're swerving in and out. Right, beautiful. And we noticed that the, they always avoided the road markers, yeah. <laughs> which was very like even when they were driving off to the side, it's just like, oh, don't hit those. That was a government property, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, hey, we're gonna get a ticket if we don't do. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mate, can't afford a ticket. Oh, mate, we gotta get white paint right. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything you wanted to bring up? I mean, I'm pretty, pretty there, right? Well, I think now I think we're, we're probably good to compare it to Fury Road. Okay. Right. Because I think Fury Road is where it's got a whole bunch of people back into Mad Max. Yeah. I think Thunderdome was kind of like, Thunderdome was, I think it was just like, I think everyone was done with it at the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. It was like, you know, I like the aesthetic, but these, maybe, maybe this movie, these movies aren't going to be good anymore. Yeah, I think it was, it's like, uh, Return of the Jedi did this, why don't we try doing this, mm-hmm. and then we're focused on this stuff, and we got kids, and, ugh. Right. Yeah. Fury Road is like a little, a little soft reboot, not a soft reboot. I think it's just another entry in the Mad yeah. Max legend. Yeah. And that's and, how he should be looked at, as like a wandering legend. Yeah, Like a yeah. Paul Bunyan, or a... Because he always just kind of shows up, right. does the thing, and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a western, like for Americans, yeah. westerns like Clint Eastwood or John Wayne when he's when he's trying to avoid avoid a world war, uh, <laughs> he, you know he, uh, you know he just kind of rolls in and he just yeah like he he does the job, and you may not like him but he gets the job but done. God damn it, you're gonna respect. Him. You're gonna respect. Yeah. Him. You may Mick, not like him, but goddamn it, your daughter does. Yeah, Fat Mick Jagger was a real waste of space, but I think that was the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's it's interesting to you, if you're gonna compare the first thing for me that I think to compare when I think of Road Warrior and Mad and Fury Road mm. is the characters. Right. So, like I said, Feral Kid, cool character. Yeah. All right, but as far as like as supporting actors, like Charlize Theron is Furiosa. I think in that movie it's She's Furiosa's movie. Yeah. Yeah, and Max is the supporting character. Yeah. Right. Um, I think yeah, she's just so much. So fleshed out, and she's positioned as a leader, and she it shows why you it establishes why you care about her group, right. these, these women, you know, and and they were wives of this like terrible like Immortan Joe, you know, one of them has has this kid, and they were you know slaves and all of that, and it's like okay, you it's very understandable mm-hmm. why you would want these people to be free, right. why you would want them to get away, and it's understandable as to why joe would be going after them you know as opposed to this movie where it's like these are a bunch of dweebs like they shouldn't be they honestly should not be able to survive in this environment right you know and i was even like saying like wouldn't if there was a one smart person in between the two groups Mm -hmm. they should have worked out a deal oh uh yeah with like hey we'll give you some gas but don't kill us Right. Yeah. Well, it's hard to. I think it's hard to negotiate with S and M nerds. That's true. You know, Lord Humongous, he's a reasonable man. Yeah, exactly. It's like really. Well, that was all right. Like he's a man of his word. It's like 
All you have to go off of that is his word. Right. He hasn't proven anything to you. In fact, he's killed so many of you. You have to trust the man by the seat of his pants. How many does he have? None. None. Can't trust him. Zero pants. Gotta wear pants in public. Yep. yep. I'm sorry. It's the rules. There, there are rules to this. This <laughs> society. This war shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whereas like Immortan Joe, you know, he, he didn't have a shirt, but he had pants. He had pants. He had a goal in mind that was beyond just the gasoline. Mm-hmm. Right? He At first, it started off with just the gasoline. Then he realized that his unborn child was on that. Well, no, they had a system set up. The uh, So they were sending breast milk yes. to the gas town. And then they were going to bring the gas to the bullet farmer to bit bullets. That's so they was. had this working society. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a business. It was a business issue. It was a business issue. Yeah. And also it was a betrayal. They had, yeah. They had the water, the gasoline. People had gasoline. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it was also a, a betrayal in that Furiosa was one of his lieutenants. Right. So um, there was a lot to it. It was yeah. like, it was, it was on a lot of fronts why he wouldn't want this group to get away mm-hmm. and uh, or why he would make such a big deal bring out his full might right. for it right and uh so i'd say the villain already point in uh, fury road yes you know the the second the character that's not the main character that's not named max right well road Warrior didn't have one so no. fury road but the thing is like it's not always a good thing to have but in fury road's case it is it's yeah no, yeah. 100%. Now, the, then you have, like, a gyro captain type character, which in Fury Road would be Nux. Right. And I probably could point to Nux, honestly. I, it depends, because I think if this, if Road Warrior was made now, the gyro captain would be a little bit more, like, conniving. Mm. I feel that we didn't really attach to him because a lot of his dialogue was unintelligible. Mm-hmm. It's like this. We're gonna do gasoline. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only got this. Out. I, I, I didn't get a lot out of him. Right. His body language His, told me more. He was he more. Was he, he was yeah. more snake-like. Mm-hmm. And the fact that by the end he was like, oh, "I'm gonna take this 17-year-old girl on a gyrocopter." Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, fuck this guy. I mean, the actor was 17. You don't. We don't really know how old the characters are. Well, in the wasteland, you think they're counting? No. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very. It was an older man. And of the younger woman. Yeah. Yeah. Very, oof. Yeah, sketch. Sketch. Yeah. Um, but also, that's true. So you kind of have to go point Noxus because... Yeah. But that's the whole thing, is that well, Road Warrior didn't really have uh, enough... Their side, the, uh, like their side characters, were not very well established, so that yeah, because you, you would have you would have to say the the goofs, like the the the, the nerf nerds. Yeah. Uh, they would be the 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 wives. The wives mixed with those Amazon women. Right. Like Furiosa's so, old like but it, like those Amazon women were badass and you so, wanted them to live. But also the the wives in Fury Road weren't just like cowering in the back. Right, they were badass too. They they were fixing shit, they were finding bullets, yeah. they were knocking things off, they were you know, Zoe Kravitz was like shooting people. Yeah, she was out there. She it was, was only doing the stuff. one that tried to get away, that tried to go back. Yeah, the soft one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh like the 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 one that died. Uh, Rosie Hunting Weekly. Yes, she died because she she, she sat, but she was trying to save someone, so yeah. she was you know courageous in her own way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. Like they have merits. Yeah, and they have they they kind of earn their place in not only the movie but like to make sense in this world. Right. You know, because in a world that's so brutal and so I guess unforgiving, you every character that shows up on the screen they sort of have to prove why that character is even there right and yeah. with the with the dweebs in in road warrior you can't really justify it's like what was what were you guys doing right before, how did, before this movie started how did you survive to get to this point right you didn't seem like you needed to leave you seemed like you wanted to leave yeah and there's a difference between that in characters when you could see a character who needs something mm-hmm. and a character that wants something and it's you know it it it, it tells your desperation like if they would have said like we're running out of gas we're gonna take the rest of our gas to the fucking coast 2,000 miles away also 2,000 miles away is too far yeah <laughs> I'm sorry that's a really long trip long. yeah when you get maybe 300 miles to the gallon on like a regular car mm. like, I'm sorry 300 miles to the tank on a regular car so you gotta do like seven Phillips yeah 
fuck that. That's too much. But I also like that um, in Road Warrior, this like paradise is like literally just a postcard. And they're yeah. like, we're going to go there. And then in Fury Road, they like expand on that. It's like, well, that but, there's nothing there. Yeah, you expand because it's Furious are remembering a place where she grew up. And she's like, well, where is it? It's like, well, it's that shitty place you just passed. Yeah, that sucks. And it's like all everything she knew. But then they counteracted her plan of like, well, we don't have... It's like, we don't have to keep going out that way. The goal changed. The goal they changed because we adapt. could go back and fuck them up. Same thing as this, the D&D story. Yep. The goals, you change the goals, you keep things dynamic. Once you plug one hole, you got to plug that That's other right. hole. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, um, uh, but I will say that what, the argument that people have for Road Warrior being mm. superior is that, uh, one, it's, I, I guess, a lot more uh, bare bones. Yeah. It's like leaner. There, is, there is a... There is a value to how lean it is yeah. and to how hands-on it is. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't even know if that's the right saying, but like how uh, this is it. There is nothing else. Yeah. If we fuck that car up, that car is gone forever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah exactly. And, and even in, in like the way it's shot, things like at the end of the credits where it just says exit music at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like even that, it's just like, wow, like you would think that George Miller filmed this in this apocalyptic wasteland. Right. You know, because it's just every, yeah, what you see is like every single resource they had, all three million of those dollars were put on the screen in front of you. And uh, there's something that it lends to the tone of the movie in a way that like, I don't know if it's intentional or if it's just a meta thing where like when you're watching the movie and you're seeing just how stripped down it is mm-hmm. and how there's no effects to it. Right. There's no... Uh, like, there's no Hollywoodness to it, you know what it's I mean? It's very, very... It, it felt... The only, like, studio note was maybe you should put some exposition in the front. Right, yeah. Instead of, like, well, this needs to happen and this needs to happen. And, yeah, where it's more like, okay, the audience is not going to know. It, it's, like, basically, like, a title card in the front. Like, mm-hmm. long time ago, Galaxy Far, Far Away. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you need something like that. It's like, okay, well, everything, blah, 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 blah. Like, ah. ah. Yeah. And we'll explain what guzzoline is, just gasoline. Yeah. And, like, Max doesn't talk if he doesn't have to. Right. You know, everything he says is, you know, enough to get his point across and transmit to the audience, like, who he is as a person. He's a man of few words, but those few words have weight to him. Yeah, and you can say that with everyone. Yeah. You know, except Gyro Captain. He's just a when he spoke, off. it was just like, what do you even... What do you even say? I, yeah. I felt like he had, like, no words at no, all right yeah he didn't actually have a script i can't remember a fucking thing or that guy's just yeah, we just finished the movie a little while ago i think I, the, what i just the only thing i remember is him like trying to convince this girl to you want to fly around. away with me right yes exactly I, uh, you're safe up in this i think i made a joke it's like you're safe up in the sky only five feet above yeah. a normal man uh, five feet above the people with crossbows it's, with guns don't go that far <laughs> and he ends up getting shot down so yeah which was hysterical but but surviving he, no scratches. Not at one. He took it's, a full-on face plant. Yeah. Weird. But anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think even, like, the dialogue of most of the characters... I'm sorry, but also still the best is when Lord Humong gets shot up in the air and he's like, Oh, shit! Yeah. It's like they could shoot up here! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he didn't even like, know. buddy! <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. What do you think they were going to attack you with, oh, man. man? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think everyone's dialogue. Like, you have, like, when, when Humongous, like, gives that speech in the beginning right and you have some people like oh well maybe we should just give up he's a man of his word right and then you have others that are like you know like oh well there he's not gonna he, he probably won't listen anyway and like we have this resource and stuff like you every line tells you like it just gives you enough for what you need yeah there's like no subtext there's like no uh fluff to it right there's just like it's just like it's, this is what like, this character it, this is who this character is and yeah. what they want it's Next. biting into a cactus it's yeah like, if you're gonna bite into a cactus you're gonna get pricked in the face like this is what it is and I appreciate that yeah no yeah there is something to it there is something to a movie where there is no fluff there is no the, like the bright side is just living yeah like that's it like there's no happy ending and like yeah. the happy ending is you're still able to walk away. That's what I'm saying. Like, having a script and effects and a wardrobe and just, uh, and, and just like a, a shoot, like a cinematography that is so, I guess, uh, 
beautiful in its simplicity. In, in, in its rawness. Yeah, it's raw. Yeah, that is reflective of the tone that the movie is going for, yeah. and they complement each other really well. Mm. You know that that something like that with that all, all the words we described, well, that wouldn't work in Star Wars. No. You know, because Star Wars is trying to be grand and even, expansive. Even if you say like their most bare bones movie is Rogue One, mm-hmm. and that had so much fluff to it. Yeah. But then you take Fury Road, and here's where, and like, here's the pro and the con of going the other way. The con of the other thing is that Fury Road has a lot of dialogue, like a lot more dialogue, not from Max, but like yeah. every road warrior and stuff, and you, you're peering through. And then, but the, the bright side is that it builds a deeper world. Right. You know, you have all these, you, you have um, all these scenes in different places, like, like, all, like the depths of Immortan Joe's lair, and all, and, um, and, and all these different, like, set pieces and all these different conversations that don't directly yeah. influence the plot. Yeah, it's it's like a world that was lived in. Yeah. And, yeah. So, all right. So, like, Fury Road is... A, it's going to get, get really weird with it. But, like, Fury Road is a world that was lived in. Where you can see it's on its last gasps of air. Mm. While the Road War is a world where people are living in. Where it's like, this is the start of some shitty society. Oh, I would have flipped it. I would oh, say swap it around. I, I would flip it because I would say that Road Warrior gives the idea that like in that one road mm-hmm. you look to the left, you look to the right, nothing's there anymore. Right. Like people used to live here. This used to be a society. They used to live in a society. They used to live in a society. But uh, now it's just these people. Now it's and, a nightmare with a K. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now it's just these people mm-hmm. and the people trying to kill them. Right. And that's it. Whereas in Fury Road you have, you know, like okay, well it's all bad. But the like you have the Morton Joe's people, you have the gunsmiths people, you have um, the breast milk people, right. you have the the Amazon woman, you have all these all these different groups that are all living. Like the factions are. Oh uh, yeah, together. exactly. And so that for it's me, it's like AEW. It's like how many factions are there? Oh, dude, it's like so many no single, Like it comes to the point where the the distinct thing about Hangman Page is that he's not in a faction yet. That's yet <laughs> right. He's not in the Dark Order yet. Yeah, like that, he's, he's that's that's how many factions guy. there are. Is that when someone's not in a faction, it's a bigger deal, right? <laughs> but uh, which is a, a very interesting approach. But um, but yeah. So, but that all makes it seem, this world seem like people are, it's lived in. People are living in it. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, and it, and it adds, it adds weight so that the things that are happening, it's like, okay, this is going to affect the way that people live their lives. Yeah. And that's sometimes a little more engaging, you know? Right. Uh, how, how deep are we? We're about 52 minutes in. Oh, wow. Look at very, that. Very, very deep. Wow. This movie i think the movie itself is less than two hours yeah. so <laughs> uh we should probably give it a great i know we were very high on fury road yeah i think we gave it like a, a, a nine at least a nine yeah um i will give this i would say it's a movie mayhem six. Oh, i was gonna say seven okay yeah because that action at the end that the picked it up that picked it up a was lot. very impressive and the mid i would have been I a lot see that the reason why i'm at a six is because i was pretty low on the stuff before i agree yeah i was pretty low on that too i was i was clowning on everybody mm-hmm. like i thought that they did no justice like i mean lord humongous he could have been a serious villain but no one took him seriously but also what did he do Nothing exactly right, to be so villainous. He's like, I'll give you a day. He he killed the 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 leader, uh, uh, Mick Jagger, who right. we also hated. Yeah, we hated that guy. So it's like, yeah, like ugh. it would have been if you had two charismatic, and that's why I feel like it, it is kind of the, the of the times mm-hmm. where you know some people may say studio interference would have would hurt movies. I think it's... If but if studio, Swayze was the leader of right, the... Right. Uh... If you go... No, if you went, like... If you were a studio, like, okay, like, look, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. The bad guy needs to be a little bit more villainous. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe dub his lines? Because he is wearing a mask. You could literally say whatever you want yeah. over it. But could you, like, shoot something where he actually does something, does something villainous? Yeah. Like, he instead of having his accountant headbutt a guy, yeah. fucking go around and just snap his neck with one hand. Right. Like, do something like... Over the top ridiculous, so we should take him seriously. Yeah, like we could see, like him saying you can leave with your lives is actually, oh, that's a pretty valuable bargain because yeah, you could solid see, offer. Yeah, it's like oh shit, because what's the what's the other opportunity? Oh, you could probably just drive away. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what's like you need you would need something else, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I think like a studio probably would have been like oh, I just need a little bit more, mm. but that's not what we got, and I was and I was kind of low on it. I was. 
very low on the technical stuff before that final chase. Mm. But that final chase just shot it up so high. Yeah. I was pretty low on the on the group that he was trying to quote to save. Right. Like they just never really seemed like they were worth saving to me. You know? <laughs> exactly. And it's like uh, but I do like how the plot progressed because it was tight. It made sense that Max is like, "Look, I had a deal. This guy's dead. All right, I'll make you a new deal. I'll get this for you. You give me my stuff back. I'm out of here. Right. Right. And then when he tries to get up to leave, they kill his his dog. Then he has to. Then he comes back for revenge. Right. Yeah. That is solid. That's tight. Yeah. Like you could also have played it like you know, both of them are trying to appeal to him. It's like, look, all you want is gas. We'll give you gas and go. But oh, if you give us this, we'll give you something else. And he has he has to be on the fence about both things, mm-hmm. being swayed by both groups. Parties, yeah. Yeah. But Whereas, a lot of it, yeah. it just, to me, it was just noise. It was just audible mm-hmm. noise mm-hmm. where it's like, there's some fucking, like, wacky captain. And it's like, who is in charge here? Yeah. Also, I never, in the beginning where, you know, Red Mohawk is shot in the arm and he seems to, like, really, like, have it in for Max. I feel like that's never expanded on. And Max is the with. one that shot him in the arm. Yes. He first just of hit, all. He just yeah. hit the brakes. <laughs> yeah. First of all, that wasn't even Max. Yeah. Second, it's like. He never even, like, I, I, I don't know. He seems like he's more pissed about his boyfriend getting killed I than he is about Max. I would have thought if Max hit them and then his boyfriend was killed. Mm. Like, and that's the reason why he's mad at Max. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the fact that he just, like, hit the brakes ever so slightly and his fucking idiot co-worker shot him in the arm. Right. And the co-worker died anyway. Right. He was like, oh, I'm going to get you. Yeah. I felt his feud with the feral kid more than I right. that more than I felt it. And that, even that, like, I'm only now realizing, like, oh, yeah, he probably hated the feral kid more than Max. Yeah. You know, because even that, even that kind of vendetta was not emphasized very well. Yeah, nothing well. was really, like, any, nothing had any, like, real closure to it. Yeah. And I feel like that could, like, maybe also because it was made for $3 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, ah, uh, we got to blow some shit up. Like, we got this money, and I'm not here to make fucking a Kenneth Branagh movie, so let's keep yeah. going. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, it's it's shit like that. Yeah. So, for, but that said, like, I do like how tight the plot was. Yeah. You know, the character, and I do like how they, how their portrayal of Max as a character. Feral Kid worked well. The action, you know, when it, when it finally happened was good. It was like Kong, it was like Godzilla versus Kong. Right, okay. When the fight finally happened, it was like, great. Really cool. But the, everything leading up to it was like, oh, fuck oh my God, I don't care about these people. Yeah. You, you fell know? asleep during that one. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll say six and a half. Sure. Six and a half is Moving Mayhem, good. six and a half. Moving Mayhem, six and a half, which you could take that to the bank. Yeah, it's weird because people love this movie. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Up until the point of Fury Road coming out, mm-hmm. I understand why you would like that. Mm-hmm. But since Fury Road came out, it's a better movie out there. It's <laughs> a better movie out there. There's a, new, there's a better king on the There's a better version of this movie out there. Yeah. yeah. I think if you recasted Mick Jagger with like someone that's charismatic, like a and, Swayze. And didn't look like a complete doofus. Yes. He was, he was wearing a blouse with like a catcher's vest on top Yeah. Of it. Oh my God, it was terrible. I think we could offer you a future. He doesn't care. What do you care about? Oh, you lost your family? Big deal. What are you... Yeah, all you have is a dog. You have nothing. It's like you're antagonizing him. Right. How do you expect him to stay now? Yeah. Well, they could all they could have offered him like you're negging him into yeah. staying. <laughs> it's like you're trying to offer him stability and a family, while the other group could have offered him like just reckless, like lust and all the other like animal appeal, mm-hmm. like you know, just something like uh, primal and like yeah. oh yeah, like, like listen, you're you're not you're not uh, a sheep. You're a wolf. Yeah. You know, and wolves need packs. That's right. All right. So you have sharp teeth. You need to eat flesh, not sissy soy. <laughs> Be a soy boy. <laughs> Look, you already have black leather. Okay, yeah, all we need there. is to take that patch that covers your ass, cut that out, have it remove your, have it cover your face <laughs> cover instead. Your face. Then you'll fit right in. With you see us. that knee brace? We can get you a McDavid knee brace. Ooh. Ooh, those slick sleeves right over the top. You'll be jogging. <laughs> you'll be jogging, be jogging. all the time. Uh, but yeah, I think six and a half is appropriate. But yeah. guys, uh, I think. That makes this pew pew the shoot. That's right. All right. So as always, guys, feel free to uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod, on Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast, uh, Movie Mayhem Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, and if you want to get something, uh, go to tpublic dot com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. Yeah. Shout out to our new follower on Apple Music. That's right. Shout yeah. out. Shout Enjoy out. That. I, love, I love when you guys. I love when you guys sign up through Apple. And yeah, <laughs> it's great. You get our it's whole good, catalog. Good catalog time. at once. A lot of fun. I got a lot like. 
I, I made that joke post a little while ago about how we got like zero yeah. percent, and people were like, you know, keep it up. It's like, you it's know, like, Brian, don't show that. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I even make it like it's such a joke to me that I was like, oh, don't show the sponsors. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's so funny because I know a lot of people are out there trying to get that sponsor. We're fine. Yeah. You know who sponsored me? Who? Fucking government sponsored me. Whoa, you talking oh. about that tax return, tax return. baby? Boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tax return stimuli. We out here. That's Dimmy. Oh, and I also go get the Stimmy now. Oh, because I paid my taxes. Oh, that's right. Hey, oh, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So in a land where the government has fallen apart, uh, we are still enjoying our government perks, which kind of uh, makes me feel like this makes me feel like a sellout. But yep. I didn't sell out. We bought in, baby. Also, I'm gonna either put Sandstorm or level. I think that, Sandstorm. Sandstorm.